0: Hello! Welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCubriculist. Something that I say at the top of every show is a spoiler warning. I give a spoiler warning to warn of spoilers, hence the name. Uh, Not a 100% chance of them, but a distinct one. So this is your one and only warning. Please, take heed. Another thing I like to say at the top of every show is that... If you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is (laughs) a (coughs) million (sighs) dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps... You pass the podcast on to a friend, perhaps... You rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes as those are things that are good for podcasts, so it would be appreciated. Without further ado, I'm going to push a button, which will get us started. Let me push it with a finger. movie monologue sponsor is Tarantino's Italian Restaurant. Try their signature dish Southern Fried Big Fish and Beaver Tails. Why don't you? If you're there, you might as well try it. Thank you sponsor for sponsoring uh, as you do, as that's what sponsors do. uh, This movie monologue in which I have more movies than I probably should uh, normally I think 90... 9 to 100% of the time, I'm unable to fit in the amount of movies. Why have I given myself more than normal, even? I don't know. I don't know. But I am not a professional. So I do what I want. And if I want to watch. One, two, three. Four, if I want to watch five movies, that's goddamn well what I'm going to do. Movie the first is called The Nightmare. Uh, in my podcast Ramblings, I heard about this a couple of times. Uh, So I thought I would check it out with The Misses, because as you know, if you are a listener to this podcast, she loves a good scary movie. Actually, funnily enough, uh, watch this with The Misses and The Mother, as in my mother, who uh, just so happened to be over at the time, so uh, we all watched it together. Uh, I can't say it is a scary movie, and not for normal reasons. Uh, this is not actually... I I don't know if you'd classify it as a horror. You probably wouldn't. What you would more likely classify it as is a documentary, because it is a documentary, about uh, the sleep disorder, let's call it, of uh, night terrors and sleep paralysis. Um, Focusing mostly on sleep paralysis, I guess you would say. So this is a thing, apparently, in which people... Uh, either this actually happens or they believe it happens Where and the jury's still out even after watching this movie which I kind of don't like a documentary that ends with the question at the beginning not really being answered to any great effect Uh, the question here being are these people imagining or dreaming that uh, they're they're waking up with the inability to move at all and terrifying things are happening during this state? They're seeing and hearing and feeling terrifying things happen in this state? Or are they in fact just dreaming? Um, I guess the scientificness of my brain... Yeah, that's right... Uh, is going to lean towards the fact that uh, these are dreams, or at the very least, things that are happening uh, in the brain and not actually happening. Such as, the the sort of prime example uh, is waking up with the inability to move, uh, seeing sort of a a dark shape uh, come into your room, and it's just sort of terrifying. Um, Yeah, Now, the reason I said at the top that this was scary, because it was scary, and uh, something that I think added to the scariness of this movie is the fact that a a couple of people in this talked about the fact that... (laughs) Excuse me. um, Talked about the fact that when they talk about this, again, I'm just going to call it disorder uh with other people then sometimes the other people will end up having it so it's almost as if it's contagious through the act of talking about it so i don't know if they're doing it purposefully or not but the movie does kind of have the feel of the possibility that you're watching this movie means that now you're going to have these uh, these night terrors and the sleep disorder so uh, that made it scary uh, at least at first. The, the the scariness sort of tapered off towards the end. Uh, Rating-wise, I'd probably go four. Uh, I think it deserves a watch just for the reason alone that... Uh, it's a movie that gives you scares. At least it did me. But it's not a horror movie. It's not a quote-unquote scary movie. It's a movie of the documentary variety that gives you scares. So, that's interesting. Also interesting is our next movie. Oh, nice segue. That's why I get paid... The Bucks. Box. The Bucks. Box. Uh, Big Fish. Uh, actually, this kind of brings up an interesting thing that I uh, stumbled upon. And it's uh, a site, which I did not write down or recall the name of. <laughs> you can probably find it. That uh, lets you know when movies are going to be taken off of Netflix. So... Uh, just because a movie is on Netflix does not necessarily mean that it will be on Netflix forever. There's contracts with, I guess, times involved where movies will be pulled down. So uh, when I saw the movie Big Fish was going to be taken off on a weekend, I uh, decided I want to watch it before it was gone. Uh, I did see it a long, long time ago, in a land far, far away. As you may have just heard, I screwed up my timer there. So, there we go. Good enough. Occasionally, I'll push the wrong button on my timer and then have to fiddle around, as I did. That's a little behind-the-scenes action there. Uh, really dropped the ball on this one. I should have been done these talking of these five movies in that five minutes, and I only finished one. So, Big Fish. Uh, still good. Holds up. Ewan McGregor sort of a crazy uh, a son tries to learn more about his dying father by reliving stories and myths he told about his life. That's sort of what it is according to IMDb, and that is what it is. Uh, I think I'd give this movie a 5 out of 5. On a Sunday. Uh, Again, if you are a long-time listener, you probably know my sort of Sunday movie theory that some movies really, really suit a, a sort of lazy Sunday maybe lying in bed, watch a movie. This one is... It sort of very well personifies that. So give it a 5 out of 5 on a Sunday, a 4 out of 5 on any other day. Next is a movie called Zombievers. Zombievers. Which, as you can guess, is combining the word zombie with the word beavers. And as you can guess from that title... Uh, It's about zombie beavers. Oh my god. What is going on? Um, Yeah, that's what the movie is. If you go into this movie expecting anything other than zombie beavers and what that might entail, you're probably not going to like this movie. If you go in looking for the madcap hijinks of zombie beavers and uh, a fair amount of boobs as well, you're going to like this movie. Uh, I'm going to go 4 out of 5 for the reasons of zombie beavers and boobs. Moving on to the next movie, which is the second-best exotic Marigold Hotel. Uh, I kind of didn't plan to watch this one. I did watch the first one, the best exotic Marigold Hotel, and uh, there was some enjoyment here. probably even talked about it on the podcast. I, th- I think I maybe gave it a 4 uh, out of 5, maybe gave it a 3 out of 5. I don't recall, and don't quote me on this. Don't quote me on me quoting myself. Uh, what I can't say is that the missus loved the first movie very, very much. So I decided that uh, because I care greatly for her, I would get her this, and we would watch it together. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, this one not as good as the first, and not really that good at all as far as as far as I'm concerned. Uh, probably just go a two and a half. It's just, it's just really. Split it down the mediocre. Uh, uh, split it down the mediocreness. Hmm. Uh, last but not least is Django Unchained, which uh, this is my second viewing uh, because I watched it, I, I guess, right when it came out. And uh, Quentin Tarantino, I don't think, has ever made a bad movie that I can think of. Mm. Not off the top of my head, anyways. This is among them. Among the not bad ones, uh, easy, easy, five out of five, if not Quentin Tarantino, he's sort of, for me, on a whole different level than other movies, like he's on that sort of six out of five, just amazing, amazing movie level, all by, all by his lonesome, so uh, that is what I will say about all of those sh- friggin' shit ton of movies that we're supposed to talk about for five minutes, but took way too long. Today's television talk sponsor is Dusty the Sapphire Laser, which is, of course, a laser that uh, cleans your house. It vaporizes the dust. Dusty the Sapphire Laser. We're going to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer in this television talk. Uh, I'm sure my love of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer has come up in one form or the other over the course of these 326 plus episodes. Uh, It's been quite a while since I had watched them and uh, I decided because having a bit of a rough time in my uh, personal life that uh, I would uh, dust these off and uh, use them as a sort of filler to uh, have something that I knew I would love, something I knew that would give me comfort because of the uh, lack of comfort from the passing of a very, very close friend of mine. So uh, the sadness of that, and whenever I have great sadness in life I sort of look to things from the past that uh, I know have sort of made my life uh, uh, better yeah made my life better or helped me to escape the realities of a horrible situation and uh that is what Buffy the vampire slayer uh has done for me uh, a couple of times now uh it 's why I reread uh the wheel of time uh it's it's why I do a lot of things when i 'm down uh why I sort of revisit rehash things that have given me pleasure in times gone past uh in order to help. Get through times that are that are tough, such as these, so uh uh here today to talk about not that <laughs> but it uh, sort of came out, which uh is something that I'm trying to uh embrace more on the podcast, and that is the thought that uh I wrote down to talk about Buffy the vampire slayer, seasons one two three. Uh, had no intention of talking about what I have, but uh, just sort of let it flow, and I think the potential that that is more interesting, and not even necessarily more interesting, but uh, one of the reasons I sort of do this podcast, as I've mentioned in times past, is to get what is in my brain out into the ether, just so it's not sort of uh, fermenting in there. So... um, I guess that's what happened here in this case. Uh, let's just, because I'm a little bit out of time, talk uh, a little bit about some of my favorite episodes of these three seasons. Uh, I just wrote down a handful, and we'll see what we see. Uh, in season one, uh, one of my favorites, and they're all good, let's face it, uh, is an episode called I, Robot, you, Jane. Huh? Uh, which is a play on iRobot, as well as uh, iTarzan, Eugene. Uh, This is an episode in which uh, Buffy's um, mother is dating a guy, which, coming from a divorced family, maybe that is one of the reasons that I appreciate that, and the guy ends up being a robot. Uh, Spoiler alert. I suppose if you haven't seen season 1 episode 8 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer bit of a spoiler there uh it's a it's strange and it's sort of I think that's why I like it it, it set the tone for the ability of this show to be weird yeah, yeah, that that sort of may, makes as much sense as anything that I ever say, I suppose, uh, because I see the clock is ticking down. But I move on to uh, one of my favorite episodes of season two, and uh, that's called Halloween. Uh, and this is just sort of a genius idea in which whatever you are dressed as, um, you are sort of magically transformed through a evil magician's uh, spell. So, for example, Buffy uh, was dressed as a sort of... A, a, not a princess. Well, kind of a princess. So that's what she turns into. Uh, um, Willow is dressed as a ghost, so she dies. And then as a ghost, Xander is dressed as an army man, he turns into an army man. You get the picture. Uh, and it just shows... I think something amazing of sci-fi and fantasy uh, and that is because you can go anywhere you want uh, the imagination is set freer than it is in something where you're sort of bound by the laws of actual real worldness. Uh As you heard, I'm out of time and I don't want to spend great amounts of time as I have been doing o- already, so let's say uh Season three, one of my favorite episodes. It's called "Band Candy," and you can look it up for yourself to have a little boo of what that's about, if you are so desirous of doing so. Today's book banter sponsor is 7 Elven a Convenience Store and Archery Range. Thank you for that sponsorship, you lovely, lovely sponsor. Uh, this book banter, in which, you guessed it, if you're following along, we're going to be talking about The Elves of Sintra by Terry Brooks, which is book dos, duh, if you prefer. ...of the uh, Genesis of Shanera trilogy. Which fits in the whole Shannara mythos. Which, if you are familiar with Terry Brooks... Uh, ...I assume you are familiar with uh, the sort of world he has created... ...called uh, Shannara, and this... Uh, this trilogy is, I guess, sort of the how that world came to be. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's probably how you could look at it. The amazing thing of these books, and uh, I think why I'm go- so far I've given the first one five out of five. This one, also a five out of five, is because it does something uh, that I don't think I've ever experienced before. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh yeah maybe with the dark tower that does a little bit anyways the combining of uh, post apocalyptic stuff with the world of fantasy which uh is the t- to me the the peanut butter and jam of of books is is the combination of these two things uh lets you it lets you do i don't want to say it lets you do anything. It doesn't give you the 100% freedom of fantasy and it doesn't give you the relative freedom of uh, how a post-apocalyptic uh, events can happen. But when you combine the two, it sort of, I think, gives the author uh, a little bit more guidelines, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I find whenever I try to write, uh, be it a story or something funny... Uh, it's actually easier to have something to go by uh, rather than just pull from thin air. So I think uh, when Terry Brooks takes fantasy and then is forced to sort of keep it, not necessarily in the real world, but in the world in which an apocalypse happened, uh, it focuses his vision more. Uh, So that's just a thought that I'm throwing out. Letting flow what may, as I think the name of this uh, podcast episode might be because that seems to be a bit of a theme. Letting flow what may. Uh, If you heard, I typed that. The reason I did is because that is the name of this episode. Hmm. Uh, Let me read you a little bit of the plot. Uh, So we've got uh, Logan Tom who is a Knight of the Word which is uh, basically a magician, magic kind of warrior dude. He's got a a black staff that gives him certain powers. Uh, He is with the ghosts, uh, which are those children who were living in Seattle. Uh, I think... I can't remember where it ended. The last book ended. I I think the last book ended where they were fleeing Seattle because it was being overrun by demons, which is a good reason to flee. If you're going to flee... A city overrun by demons is as good a reason as any. So uh, you've got them. You've got uh, Angel, Perez, and the elves. So that's kind of your two stories. Uh, Angel is another knight of the world who's helping the elves to basically take their kingdom, for lack of a better word. Because that's not 100% accurate. uh, And then get it so it's preserved in in, in in a gem. (laughs) <laughs> this is where it goes a little more into the fantasy, obviously. Uh, so that the demons can't destroy it. And then when the time is right, uh, you could sort of let the elves out of the gem to mingle with the remaining humans, most of which are children, uh, so that the entire world is not wiped out all at once, but rather there's that sort of speck. There's that seed remaining that uh, can cause uh, good... Quote unquote, life to live on. Hmm. Five out of five, so. Today's game, Gavin's sponsor is Geraldo of Rivia's Vault Hunting Incorporated, thank you sponsor, Witcher 3, as you guessed it, Uh, I'm almost surprised that uh, I managed to complete this game and talk about it on the podcast in only three episodes. So I thought it might actually go on longer than that. I I think because I I did kind of make a little bit of... Towards the end, I I made a little bit of a push and didn't do every single side quest. Uh, That being said, I did a shit ton of them. The only things I really ignored are horse racing ones. I didn't really pay too much attention to those. And some of the uh, card and low-level... uh, Witcher contracts so any of the Gwent missions I, I kind of, I did some but I, I, I str- str- strayed away from those Uh, if I had to guess I've got to be at least close to 90% of completing all side missions in this game so uh, I, that's a little pat on the back to myself Uh, if you remember last time we left off where I was just sort of recently entered into the Isles of Skilla... Skiliga skilliga So uh, I flew through those pretty quickly uh, And then made my way to uh, My sort of main hub Not my main hub But where I hailed from Which was a castle called Caramorgan. Uh My thought there was uh, That's where I'm going to make my last stand Which uh, I thought And this is where spoilers will come in uh, I thought that was going to be my last stand. Uh, I, I thought I'm going to gather all my buddies. That was sort of an interesting th- interesting mechanic. And that was, uh, along my travels, people I had helped or hindered, uh, I would go to them at this point in time, towards the end of the story, and sort of say, hey, uh, I need your help. We're going to make a last stand. Um, please come and help us. Uh, because I think I had done... You know, ninety-nine percent of the side missions, ninety percent, whatever. Uh, just about everyone said, "Yeah, we'll we'll help you." Uh, I think there was only maybe one, maybe two people who said, "No, we're not going to help you. You you fucked us, or what have you? Go fuck yourself." <laughs> I think one of the guys might have actually said, "Go fuck yourself." He was a bastard, though, so so I I didn't much care. And and my thought there is, if I had got to that point and had a screwed more people than I had, did the possibility exist that that could have gone horribly awry because all the people I screwed would have said no and then the game would have ended there? I don't know. I'm kind of curious. I could look into that, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Uh, So that was sort of my uh, final cleanup. Was that... Uh, but but then it threw me for a loop because that wasn't the end um, then it was sort of our idea to take it to the bad guy because we, we didn't get our ass handed to us per se, we still won that battle but uh, we didn't kill all the bad guys either, so we knew if we didn't uh, kill the wild hunt, which was after our daughter, for lack of a better term, uh, they would just keep coming and coming and coming, so we took it to them and uh, that involved a little more going around... Trying to find things and people to help us... And uh, eventually... Um, well... Winning and killing all the bad guys... Yay us! Uh, my thought there too... Is that I am 99% sure that this game has alternate endings... And uh, I just want to say the ending I got... And maybe if you played this game... Uh, you know what? I would love to hear, If you played this game and beat it... Uh, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt... I would love... To hear from you, and uh, especially if you got a different ending. Mine was um, uh, me, uh, me Geralt of Rivia, and my daughter, mm, sort of, uh, Ciri. We prevailed, and we're going to be witchers, the two of us. So we sort of rode off into the sunset. She's a witcher. I'm a witcher. Uh, that's how we're gonna live our lives, and we're both happy to do so. So if you got that ending, let me know. I liked it. Five out of five for this game, obviously. Duh. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is Dude Soup, now with 111% more balls of meat, a.k.a. meatballs. Okay, item the first in this Internet Intercourse is uh, Dude Soup, which is a pod, eh, podcast, rather, which is number 22 in the Dude Soup podcast uh, backlog. What? Oh boy, off the rails, early and often, or late, <laughs> and not as often. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is the guys over at uh, Fun house, their uh, podcast, in which they talk of, you guessed it, I don't know if you did guess it or not, I'm going to assume you guessed it, they talk of video games, um, in one form or the other. This one had some interesting talk of video, video games, but uh, what they also spoke of Uh, Is and the title of the video was uh, Are We Games Journalists? Uh, And this was interesting because uh, I get the feeling that they quite often, as happens on YouTube, are uh, given shit for one thing or another. Uh, I don't know what it is about the internet. Well, I do. Yeah, let let me put it this one. I do know what it is about the internet that can, and often does, turn people into dicks, uh, it's the sort of anonymity of the internet, and like things that you would never say to a person's face, you say to uh, them without them knowing who you are. That sort of thing. What I one thing I do question is why does it, at least from all reports I've heard, uh, seem to be more prevalent on YouTube than other forums? Uh, like, what about YouTube specifically? Uh, makes people dickier than, say, on Facebook or Twitter or, or anywhere else. Like, we're at, whenever I hear uh, people such as the guys over at Funhouse uh, complain of the internet and the jerks on it and some of the just horrifically mean things that are said to them, uh, it seems to be more voracious on YouTube than it does elsewhere. So uh, I, I guess in this case it's they're defending themselves or questioning themselves whether or not they're game journalists. Uh, I don't know in in their case. Uh, yeah, like a, they give us information, but uh, it is more in the form of entertainment. So I don't know. Like like I I, I go to them more for entertainment value than I go for them for their, uh, their information value. Not that there's not information value, it's just, uh, look at the this way. If I wanted to know uh, facts about some something, I can go to, well, that's maybe not a great example. Anyways, I could go to Wikipedia, I was going to say, which is not always facts, keep that in mind, but l- I could go to a website and I could read about it. Uh, but when I go to them, it's because I'm curious about the information they're putting across. But I also want it done in a, uh entertaining way, which they do every single video that I ever have watched of theirs. So, uh, it, I think it depends on how you look at them, how you're going to answer that question. So, there you go. Moving on. Two, number two, the Todd Class Show. The Todd Glass Show, the Todd Glass Show, with guest Jamie Kennedy. Yay, that. Uh, Yeah, I hadn't heard a hide nor hair of Jamie Kennedy in quite a while. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, So it was interesting to see him do the first half of the show. Um, and Todd Glass I was finding as usual I see I'm running out of time so I'm going to have to move on to uh, The Lobby which is from GameSpot um, where they talk about uh, what's on your Fallout 4 wish list so uh, obviously this is hitting a sweet spot for me Uh, Vats, that's on my wish list it seems that they're going to have that Uh, I do like the special uh, form of how your characters laid out and how they did it in new vegas so i hope there's some uh, rpg elements because potentially uh they may think t- today's gamer doesn't like that sort of thing but uh i think fallout without uh, you having the ability to customize your character in innumerable ways would not be fallout um more humor i'm always a fan of more humor Which, uh, Fallout has some of the funniest stuff of video games that there is. That being said, uh, I don't know if it ever really made me really laugh out hard. Laugh out loud. (laughs) L-O-H. Laugh out hard. Um... But uh, that's sort of the thing of video games, I find. Uh, although they can make you feel emotions, it's quite often not as strong an emotion that you would feel from a book or even a a movie or a television show. And I wonder why that is. Is it just the writing? Is it how you're experiencing it? I'm not sure. Um, funnier. Funnier good. Uh, all the things I've seen involving the ability to... Uh, customize your home, your home base, your hometown even, uh, those are the things that I'm really excited about, uh, in Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 3, some of my favorite hours were spent, uh, setting up my home, and, uh, if you did that in those games, you know it's not that easy, but say in, um, In uh, Fallout New Vegas, for example, what I did was I got in that game every single gun, every single hat, uh, every single... a lot of different things that you could possibly get and arranged them not only in my house, but also you could go up a couple floors into like a bar. So I had around that entire bar uh, set down, uh, purposely... Placed every single gun just displayed beautifully oh man that that makes me want to go back and check that out and see how it's all looking there uh so the the fact that in this you can it sounds like set up your entire house as you want it's hopefully much more easy than you could in the other ones that's uh, something else on my wish list folks as you heard uh out of time uh, this is going to be one of those rare occasions where I'm going to say it's nice to be nice to the nice. And there's going to be a little bit between that and the uh, the end credits. So uh, what that is, is that for the second time, uh, the, uh, the host of my favorite, I will say, podcast, even more so than this one, uh, Comedy Bang Bang, Scott Ackerman has, for the second time, chosen my Would You Rather scenario to play on his podcast. So, what I've done is snipped that out of that podcast, and I'm going to put it at the end of this. So it's kind of like a little bonus track, is what it is, is what it is. Folks, that leaves the final thing to say, which is always the final thing to say, which is, of course, it is nice to be nice to the nice.
2: Um, Here we go. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Uh, I'll read it aloud first. Uh, Would you rather have an unlimited supply of life-sized cutouts of any person slash thing you have licked or toss your cookies whenever you see tape measurers? All right, now I'll read it out loud. Would you rather have an unlimited supply of life-sized cutouts of any person or thing you have licked or toss your cookies whenever you see tape measurers. I've opened the floor for questions.
3: Is toss your cookies euphemism for something? Throwing or? up.
2: Throwing up, yeah.
3: Okay. Have you not heard that before? I guess. I mean, I guess maybe it makes sense, but... Have you... If you
2: ever received a script with toss your cookies, would it
3: uh, confuse you? I say you no. And, I, I pass. You just
2: pass on... The, you pass on the roll. Yeah. Not just this. the, not the done. line.
3: No, I'm like... You're done. done. You're right.
2: So if Silicon Valley next season... You read script number 301. Yeah. And what is your character's name? Dinesh. Dinesh. And Dinesh says, oh, my God, your coding makes me want to toss my cookies. Yeah. What do you do? Well, I'm locked into a
3: contract now, so. Sure,
2: but, I mean, you can't make someone work if they don't want to work.
3: Yeah, I'm just going to sort of do a silent protest like this Big Bang Theory guys did. Mm -hmm. Now, here's a question mm -hmm. about would you rather. Okay. The the cardboard cutouts. Yes. I can refuse them, right? I don't have to have these fucking cardboard cutouts. you out want out. to refuse them? Yes. Why? I don't need cardboard cutouts of anything. How you don't? Thi- how many things have you licked? Where you're gonna, it's going to be a, <sighs> way too many. Hundreds. I've licked so many things. Yes. So I don't want dead children. I don't want lollipops. I don't want sociopaths.
2: So <laughs> You've you. licked sociopaths? All my exes. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but look, it's it's... It's not like you, you lick a bunch of ice cream cones and you only get one cardboard cutout of one ice cream cone. That's what Repres- I'm saying. No, you get a
3: cardboard cutout of every single ice cream cone you've ever licked. Do you have to get it or can I refuse it?
2: Why would you? Re- I don't understand the question. Why would anyone refuse something like that? What a wonderful cardboard cutout this is. Thank it will you.
3: just fill up my life with cardboard cutouts. I appreciate cutouts. this. Thank you for the gift. You can have it. I don't want it. Regift you ca- it. You always have a gift to give someone. No, i you're not allowed
2: to regift these cardboard cutouts. These are precious
3: cardboard cutouts. I have to keep the cardboard cutouts. Representing
2: every single thing you've ever licked. You don't, I ha- have you don't to have to this. even take I them d- in I, the in the Camel, vernacular. I barely even understand the question. Why would you want
3: to give them away? Because I don't have room in my house for cardboard you cutouts. My it. boat, re-read an it. unlimited supply. Yes, yeah, unlimited. You don't, you don't need. You don't have to get them. It's just there. It's a supply. What do you mean? I could Find just demand. go get them. I don't have to go get them. They're in my, they're somewhere. You
2: have to pick them up, yeah.
3: I have to pick them up. <laughs> yeah, you just, have to You have to go down to the Sony. I what? have to go down to the Sony all the way in fucking Culver City? <laughs> yeah, how is he going to get how there? How <laughs> would I get there?
1: This makes me be... Sony funny. Culver City? Shelly, you just... You just set up, up like, like a secret. shot. <laughs> Take 6th Street all the way down to Fairfax, make a left. Make a right at Olympic. Take that straight it runs into Washington, it'll take you right into Sony Studios, Culver City.
2: All right, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, but yes, you're not allowed to give them away and you have to pick them up. <laughs> I have to go pick up a literally Every, Anytime I, you lick something,
3: I gotta you ha- go you
2: have one hour
3: to oh, go. pick it starting up now or is it my whole life? Does it like is it all the stuff from the past years? Is it also there? I, I think it's starting from when you
2: can remember things. Jeez. Ugh. So when do what, what is your first memory? Licking a wall. <laughs> so great. You'd have a cardboard cut out of this wall. That's just a blank cardboard. You know what's great, though, is like lick your whole house. Then you can go camping and have a cardboard house. Scott, I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've closed the floor for questions. Oh, dog. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> All right, guys, not a lot of info to go off of. No, I... Uh, it, only Pretty much only one piece of info given out. Uh, a, well, one about what toss your cookies actually means, and then another one about whether uh, you have to keep these cutouts and where you have to pick them up. So uh, you guys are a little in the dark regarding this. I'm going to go around the room now, starting with Jonah. How do you like to vote? I'm going to go with the cardboard cutouts. Cardboard cutouts. Why is that? You know, uh, I could always use more cardboard in my life. It's I have a little fire pit you in ever my moved? backyard. Yeah, you ever moved, uh, uh, Kumail? You ever moved? Or you, have you lived in the same place your whole stupid life?
3: <laughs> no, I've lived in about 20 different places. Yeah. And are,
2: I, are, are you always like, oh, man, I wish I could put these books in some cardboard, so a.k.a. boxes?
3: So I got to go lick some boxes to get more boxes that I got to go Wouldn't that be up? great?
2: Instead of like having to go behind the supermarket, listen, it's it's the power toss
3: that I have where I'm like I'm licking this special so I can get a cardboard cutout.
1: That's why but you don't I'm have just- a girlfriend, bro. You don't lick boxes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> ow! Ow! that's my <laughs> that's, that's your what? <laughs> that's for uh Shelly Driftwood Productions. Oh, okay. It's right. me smoking a joint at the end and I go, "Oh,
2: very good, very good. All right, Kumail, how are you voting? Let me guess.
3: Yeah, I don't want fucking cardboard cutouts for everything. I lick in my fucking life, so I'm gonna just I guess I'll be throwing up whenever I see you. I don't see tape measures that often. You don't it's see fine. You don't see tape measures that no, often. Not that often. You're not, you're not
2: measuring
1: your thing.
3: It's not changing size. I did it at 18, and it's been holding <laughs> steady. How do you know if you haven't been measuring it? If I'm you're I'm a liar. Be honest, I tried again like three months ago, <laughs> and it was the same. And did you, did
2: you check the record book?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember it's one
2: number. <laughs> <Yeah>. it's Wait, <laughs> it's only
3: one number. It's not.
2: Or do you mean it's one digit? It's
3: one digit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know what it is. Okay, you know, it hasn't changed. I was curious three months ago. <laughs> what do you think I, in your life? What would happen?
2: I did, did do anything it. Anything else on your body grow? Huh? <laughs> do you think your ears grow? Your nose grows? Why can't that grow? Why, Why can't, can't that, that grow? grow?
3: Why can't that grow?
2: Is that That's your new a- Netflix special?
1: <laughs> Why can't that grow?
2: <laughs> all right, very good. And now uh, we turn over here to Elaine. Elaine, how are you voting? Oh, well, uh, I've decided I am going to go with the cardboard cutouts. It's fun. Why is that? would like to lick all of you. Oh. I want today to never end. I love talking to comedians. It's absolutely a pleasure. Also, I just laid an egg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. A lot of info there that I'm not sure pertains, but I, I appreciate that. All right, very good. And Shelley, what's going on uh, down here with you? You're sitting here and you're you're literally on the edge of your seat and you're you're waving your arms back and forth like, "Hey, talk to me."
1: I have a clear choice here. Yeah. It's the cardboard cutouts. Mm. And the keyword is licked. Yep. Uh and when I think of that, I just think these giant cardboard cutouts of Monique and Gabrielle Sibide's pussies all over my house. <laughs> Jesus. So that's where I'm going. Yep. Cardboard right. cutouts, please. So you want, the, you want those to be around your house when people come over? Well, the rule is everything you've licked before comes back as a cardboard cutout. So mm-hmm. I guess I... I so just a bunch of
2: vaginas. You think it's just going to be the vagina? I mean, I know that's the only thing you've licked, but I would assume the whole human being... Don't oh. you think? I yeah, mean, we didn't get clarity <laughs> on that. Have well, yeah, exactly. It. Is it yeah. just the part you're licking
3: or no, everything? No,
2: because what if you if you just lick the top of an ice cream cone, you're not going to get a cardboard cut out of the top of an ice cream cone. Okay, You're going right.
3: to get a cardboard cut out of the
2: entire ice cream cone, okay. you buffoons. So you're getting the whole cylinder. You're getting the whole like <laughs> you're,
1: you're getting the whole cylinder. <laughs> you're getting the whole cylinder. <laughs> <the> <laughs> That's what I say in the morning whenever I'm at her house. I'm like I'm getting a whole sip
2: day. Very good. All right. Let's uh, let's tally up the points. Uh, you all voted for the cardboard cutout, except for Camille. And Camille, uh, you're the winner. Of course you don't want a cardboard. Cutout yeah. What the it. fuck? Like, what the Wait, fuck? what was, was the thing? other one? <laughs> this is throwing up every time you see a tape measure. I see a lot of tape measures. Oh, uh, yeah. What's going on in your life? Products. i did, uh, working on the house. So. what are you up to? Just uh, hang, hanging stuff, uh, putting stuff in the walls,
3: uh, make sure things are long enough to be putting the right things.
2: <laughs> Was that uh, your Ron
3: Funches impression? Is that, my, does
2: that sound like Ron Funches? Yeah. <laughs> You're measuring your dick. I'm measuring my dick yeah, okay, every day so. of my fucking life. Oh, see if my wishes right. come true. That's how we play Would You Rather. <laughs> All right.
0: This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory.